I pretend that I don't sweat during winter, but harder to do in the summer. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard to pretend you don't sweat when you can't turn on the air conditioner. What? Why can't you do that? I was under the impression that there were people going to come around and remove it today. All right, and? If it was running, they would have a hard time removing it. Well, can't so, they just turn it off and then remove it? I'm very well, confused by this. Yeah, but like, I don't want to make it harder for them. Like, if it's been running and it's like a hot, like the unit is hot, I don't want to like make their job any harder than it might need to be. Did they ask for this, or are you just anticipating their needs? I'm anticipating their needs. You are so thoughtful, Samacron. You are a thoughtful human being, and don't let anybody tell you differently. <laughs> I would have been like, screw you guys. This is running for four days straight, 24 hours a day, and then you come remove it, and you better do it fast. Well, the thing also, is... Also, why are you taking away my air conditioning, I guess is what I'd be asking. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking it away, and then we're going to get new ones put in. Ah, an upgrade, I yeah. hope. Yes. Probably like... not a downgrade? Okay. <laughs> no. From what I understand, they'll do more than twice the work these ones will. The oh, work. yeah, that sounds great. Mm, two yeah. times the output. A yes. Cold, cold conditioned air mm, mm. Delicious. yeah yeah we did a summer once without near conditioning in utah and it didn't get as hot as it is there but man that was miserable you, you want to talk about miserable i did a winter without any hot water <gasps> no <laughs> yeah so you're taking like ice cold sh was the was the water for showers like ice cold or just like room temperature cold which is still cold just to to like a 14-year-old me, it was ice cold. Like, I couldn't tell you the difference <laughs> now. <laughs> like, took your breath away. Uh, yeah, pretty much. That's the worst cold, man. I've jumped into some, like, nearly freezing lakes before because I was in Boy Scouts and I was dumb. <laughs> and that feeling of jumping into freezing water and your lungs just go, nope, and just collapse <laughs> in on themselves and you just, <gasps> it's a horrible feeling. I'm never going to do that again. I've decided. Mm -hmm. It's it's awful. Yeah, cold water. I had to look sucks. into it. Yeah. Not good. So yeah, so now we have central air and it's beautiful and it's amazing and we paid off the HVAC system this month so we have an extra $500 a month to chuck at stuff. Mm. And it's nice. And really, it is pretty fantastic to be in this stage of my life. I, my car is paid off. I don't have any student loans left. I paid those off a few years ago. It's really just mortgage. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, saving up for kids' college to some extent, but I haven't quite decided how much of that I want to pay for. That's probably something I should look into at some point. Hmm. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, <laughs> I assume did, it's something did, you should give some thought about. Yeah. Like, did I don't know any of your parental figures pay for any schooling for you? Do they have any policies about that? Uh, I didn't like after high school. No, I didn't go to school. Right. Uh, but I mean, had they said if you want to go to university, we'll help you, or it was just like I, you're I on mean, your own, Omicron. The, the way that would usually work here is not that they pay for the university because that's all done through. Uh, I don't know the system exactly that well because I never used it. But basically, you don't pay anything until you start earning money in the profession that you're qualified for after you've graduated. But So what if you just sit at home and do nothing all day? Then you have a debt that just sits there and accumulating like interest. Well, it, it works off... Um, it's not interest. What's the other... How does it... it like, it's not interest? No, no, no. It changes with, like, the value of the dollar or something, right? Um, it, it's weird. What, cost of living? No, 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 no. Inflation. Yeah, inflation. I think that's it. Ah. Okay, yeah. that's the word. Yeah. Like, I think the, the agreement was if you go to college or university here, uh, I wouldn't be charged rent. Oh, all right. That's the difference. I mean, that's, that's something. Housing is expensive when you're a student, for sure. Yeah, I think that was the deal. But I was like, oh, I'm not going to college and I'm getting a job, so I'm going to be paying rent. Gotcha. Mm. And then when I was at TAFE doing my certificate in retail bread, my company paid for it. So they didn't need to pay for, pay for that schooling either. Oh, well, that's easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good deal. Yep. Yeah. I mean, here it would basically be... So if your parents are poor enough, you can qualify for some pretty good deals with college. But unfortunately for my kids, their parents are not poor mm. enough. And uh, so, yeah, they'd be on the hook for everything, basically. Yeah, and they, so... They got that hmm. YouTube money. Oh, man, the YouTube money just rolling in it. <laughs> 
So, I mean, I don't know. You just kind of look what your parents did for you and just kind of try to copy that mostly. My parents were like, we'll pay for the first year. We'll pay for your freshman year. Let you get your feet on the ground, get your feet wet. I'm mixing metaphors here. And just get to use how college works. And then when you get used to that, we'll just chuck the additional burden of paying for your own food and housing and tuition. Mm -hmm. Have fun with that. Bye. And I did. I worked through college. I worked, largely worked uh, 40-hour weeks. through college while I was going to school, which I do not recommend, but it was real nice to be able to get out of college with minimal debt that way. Fair enough. It was, I mean, I would wake up at 5 a.m. I would work my tech support job until about 10 a.m. Then I'd go to school for a few hours and come home and do the remaining hours of my shift until they closed and then do homework and then go to sleep and do it again. It was not great, like I said, but the result was fine. The result is what you do it for, but it's not a way to live. It's really not, which is why it was temporary, and it's over now. And I look back on those days and say, that sure sucked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But anyway, so I mean, I don't know. I feel like if I can do it, my kids can do it. They have my genetics. They have my stick-to-itiveness. They can pull this off, right? My kid's interested in coding already. He can get a sweet coding job while he's in school. It would be great. Well, I don't think coding is genetic, um, or an interest no, in coding, I, anyway. No, no, no. I didn't say that was genetic. I'm just saying the stick to uh, the ability well, to like work hard and see something through. I think that might power. be partially genetic. Willpower. Um, That's a better word for it. Right. I it, used it, a word from The Simpsons. <laughs> stick to Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it might be genetic, but unless your wife also has that, it's like a fifty-fifty shot whether or not they got it. Oh, she's a stick to it or person too. Absolutely. Oh, okay. It's all good then. Yeah. You're pretty much guaranteed to have it. That's that's how that works. <laughs> I learned about the, Gregor Mendel. Hmm, sure. The only other question is, are you sure they're your kids then? Oh, um, yeah. I yeah. mean, they all look like me to a pretty convincing extent. So, yeah. Mm, the beards really give it away. They do. I mean, I was worried. They reached, you know, five, six years old, didn't have them yet. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> This is, this is kind of concerning, but then they started to sprout, and now they're fully formed, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. Yep. <laughs> Anywho, how, I don't know how we get anywhere on this podcast, but uh, welcome to the podcast, everybody. We, are, we don't have any special guests this week, but oh, we do week. probably for next week, so mm. watch for that. Listen We're to not going to announce who it is because surprises. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That, that would really take the fun out of the surprise. Surprise! Part of the reason I was talking about uh, guests is I went back and I looked at the ratings we have in iTunes for the Falcon Paladin Hour. And by the way, you can do that. You can go look us up on iTunes and give us a rating. We have an average of five stars right now with nine ratings, which is pretty cool. <laughs> but it's been a while since we've had a new review. It's been September. So get out there. Go to your iTunes. Give us a review. Give us five stars because you love us and because we're awesome. And we will read your review on the podcast. It'll be great. I just want to point out, um, if you change the URL extension to a different country instead of .com slash US, you'll get different reviews. But I'm in iTunes. I can't change the URL. Uh, okay, well, look it up on, in a browser. And then okay. if you change it, you, you'll get different reviews like this. Separate reviews and scores for Australia and other countries. So New Zealand doesn't have any. Mm-hmm. Is Australia AU? Yeah. What's Austria then? Dunno. So AU it just says we haven't received enough ratings to display an average for this podcast. No. Ooh. But we do have a review. Well, I mean, that's nice, Australia, but come on. Get with it. This is rookie numbers. Got to pump those numbers up. Another reason I bring this up is because I've been listening to more of the Katie Nolan podcast, who she's great and I like her a lot. And... At the end of her podcast, she'll read a review that somebody's put out there to encourage people to leave reviews, blah, blah, blah. So her producer always chooses them. And for the last month or so, every one of these reviews has been basically this. Title, this is a podcast. Review, this podcast contains more than two, but fewer than four people. If you listen to this podcast, it's like there's somebody in the room. And that's it. It's like there's very factual statements about the podcast that don't actually review it at all. And every time Katie Nolan's like, this isn't a review, Jay. And he's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. He's an evil producer. But what I'm trying to say is if you'd like to leave us a review and you don't have anything to say, you can just leave us a factual review that's easy to come up with and give us five stars and we'll be fine with it. Okay. 
<laughs> you seem nonplussed by this idea. Uh, I'm just... You bring up Katie a lot. <laughs> Is there a I reason sure this? do. I listen to her podcast every week. And I listen to Bill Simmons' podcast every week. He has more. He okay. has more podcasts. He has like three or four podcasts every week. There's a uh, Russian review from on the iTunes. Someone from Russia gives. see it? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Talks only, not only about video games, technologies, and movies. Pretty good stuff. Keep it up, guys. They wrote it in English. <laughs> it sounds like pretty good English, too. Yeah. I like it very much. Mm-hmm. The problem is, I gotta remember the extensions for countries. <laughs> I can never count. Yeah, the abbreviations for them. Also, I noticed some people giving you grief in the Discord at that the Falcon Paladin hour is not exactly an hour. I know. How sacrilegious. I, I gotta say, leave Somicron alone. It doesn't matter that it's not an hour, you weirdos. <laughs> I understand it's good-natured ribbing, but come on. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I don't mind. Oh, all right then. Keep it up. <laughs> yeah, I can just ban them if they do. So, sure can. That's what those mod powers are all about. Mm-hmm. Abusing it's, that power. Uh, yeah. That's that's why I chose my mods is for their abusive potential. Mm, it's true. True facts. Right. So, anyway, uh, speaking of artificial intelligence, <laughs> wow, you just straight into there. No, there was no actual speaking of artificial intelligence. No, it was really a just... bad segue, but I couldn't figure it out. Okay. Speaking of programming and computers, yeah, anyway. Uh, so I did end up casting the Mana versus Alpha Star five games that were originally cast on the Twitch channel for StarCraft last week. I got them what? and put them on my channel on Sunday. What's an Alpha Star? An Alpha Star is, well, it's a name given to many different artificial intelligences that are being taught to play StarCraft Two. Okay. Please inform me. I know nothing of this. Wow. Okay. Uh, so bottom line, there is this company. I don't know if they're called DeepMind. I think they are. They're called DeepMind. And they do artificial intelligence. And one of the things they wanted to tackle was creating an artificial intelligence that can beat human professional players at StarCraft Two, Largely because of uh, decision making and not so much just because their micro is ridiculous. Because we already have had situations where artificial intelligence has been able to out micro professional players because computers are better at that stuff than humans are. What this was really about was larger strategic thinking over the entire game, responding to things the human player was doing, uh, making decisions about troop movements and whatnot over the larger scale rather than just, I can blink micro better than you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was the goal. Uh, and so what they basically did is they have many, many different AIs that they all programmed, I guess, slightly differently, or they were all the same one. I'm a little bit fuzzy on that. Do you know if they started out as the same or uh, they started their personality? The, uh, okay, so it, they're not the exact same. They're mild variations on each, and they were forced to basically play against each other. The losers got scrapped. The winners moved on until yes. they trained and trained and trained to get better. They weren't... Not, they weren't each like individually programmed to be slightly different. Um, by the time Correct. you got to the one that actually based the pros, well, it's not just one. I, I was led to believe that each of the games versus mana that was a different version of Alpha Star. No, well, okay, so from what I uh, what I understand, it's there was a different one that versus TLO and then versus mana, right? There was a different one there, and then the game six, the show match, that was a different one. Oh, wow. So, okay, so three total, but the one that played Mana in those five games was the same one. Yes, I believe so. Wow, so that was the same AI that basically did like a four-gate stalker pressure, as also did the proxy Immortal Phoenix shield battery has style that he beat Mana with. Yes. Wow, all right. I'm more impressed now. That actually is cool. Hmm. Uh, okay, so I did watch your casts on this. And you were talking some stuff about how the way the AI could see the game. Yeah. It seemed that someone told you that it had map hacks when it doesn't. Yeah, there was some confusion about that. Yeah, for okay. sure. So there's two different, like the game six versus mana is the one where it had a player controlled camera. Like it saw the way we do. The other one, it had what was called a raw um, interface where it basically got the camera from the mini-map, but it could still only see its unit's visions. So, Fog of War... Still on, right? Cause you know so it's just 
you know how like the mini map in the bottom left hand corner of the screen is literally just a camera that sits above the the game and you can only see the things that you can still see right yeah yeah it's exactly like that but that's how the ai saw it it could just see everything like it okay it didn't need to move its physical camera but the final game is where they had trained a different agent who had to use a, a camera interface gotcha yeah so i need to cast that one still i didn't realize there was a sixth because it has raw interface and then it has camera interface exhibition game from january 24th so i need to actually maybe cast that one and toss it up maybe it sounds like with that difference in mind thank you for educating me about that no worries i also have their blog pulled up and it shows lots of really cool information so much information basically they also have a um they have a graph here that shows estimated MMR, like if they were to put it on ladder, <laughs> and uh-huh. that it only took them six days of training the camera interface one to be basically as good as the raw interface one. So they basically were able to conclude that the AI is winning not through its ability to see the entire map at once, right? Okay, so it didn't really help all that much. Yeah, it, it can still do it just as well as the raw interface with the camera control. Gotcha. That's pretty neat. I am, I mean, I am really, really excited to see where this goes in the future. I want to see it learn Zerg. I want to see it learn Terran. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's it's scheduled to play Serral on February 15th. So like it has to know how to play at least against Zerg at that point. If they make Serral off race, I'm a riot. <laughs> no, I think they only had TLO off race, uh, to, to to warm people up to the idea i think if they went in like you know like jumping into cold water it would suck they use tlo to warm it up a little just to ease people into the mm. idea that an ai could beat a professional player it's the exact same reason why earlier um when they did like a ai versus a pro dota player they had him only do it 1v1 right they didn't go full hog into can it beat him in a real game they 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 pick and choose and made it look a little bit better. Yes. Yeah. To warm, I think entirely just to warm people up into the idea that a computer is beating people at something we had previously considered to be very hard and only a few people could do with consistent practice. True fact. I'm definitely warmed up to that idea, turns out. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, there's going to be more stuff in the future. Got Again, Serral on the 15th. I assume that there will be future exhibition matches as we go along. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know, just watch the StarCraft Twitch channel for more stuff. And they were also on uh, DeepMind's YouTube streaming mm-hmm. that live. So I think we maybe put a link to that in the show notes. That's another thing you can probably subscribe to and just uh, watch for further videos about that. Sure. Yep. So overall, it was fun. It's fun to cast, really. And again, just the fact, I just, I'm kind of very, very impressed that the same AI was able to do such varying strategies, right? Uh, against mana and less impressed with the fact that a single shuttle immortal harassment strategy was able to kind of you just call it tie a it into shuttle? Knots. Uh I did. Ugh, I never do it the other way. It's just always StarCraft 2 to Brood War. Now it's Brood War to StarCraft 2. It's a warp prism. Come on. It is in fact a warp prism functioning as a shuttle. Yeah. Uh, it's true. <laughs> but Okay, so yeah, that that proves that the AI can win, but it's still not unbeatable. Like, yeah, it still has some things that it needs to learn. Like, yeah. don't keep walking your army halfway across the map just to pull it back. <laughs> or make a phoenix would be great in that situation. Well, that's, that's the weird thing, is that when it proxied, it did make a phoenix. And it did use that phoenix to shoot down the warp prism that Mana had made. It's just mm-hmm. like, did it forget that? possibility i don't know well i think uh i I mean i don't know maybe once it like commits to a strategy it kind of like commits to a strategy it's not quite learned to be flexible yet Mm -hmm. all right well work on that alpha star (laughs) yeah we'll check on you later yeah we'll come back to it we will i think they should just put it on the ladder right I know, me too. I if they can't play anything but PvP, then just leave the games that aren't PvP. But it mm. should totally be on the ladder. Right. Also, they have a units count kind of graph where it tells you on average how many like 
of each Protoss unit it made per game, and it ma- mostly makes about, on average, 50 Stalkers every game, and then yep. Zealots, and then Adepts, on average, two. Right? So making yes. Phoenix is way down that list, but still slightly around two. Yeah, there was one game where he made a bunch of them, but it was yeah. really just that one. Yeah. So averaged out to a low number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Alpha Star, let's see what you got. I still want to see you match up against the greatest players. Mana is great, but I want to see Cero. I want to see Stats. I want to see SOS. I want to see Has. I want to see Has. I want to see Sue. Oh, yeah, Has. How does it respond to a cannon rush? I can't believe we didn't get that for Mana or TLO. Mm. I, I, I think that would have been really good. I think TLO absolutely should have tried to cannon rush because he's off racing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But totally didn't. Mm-hmm. And whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I love you, TLO. There are other things in StarCraft to talk about this week. There are. Yeah. Bjorn is leaving for military service, as left already. Yes, he is doing his 19 so, months, and he yep. will be back in 2020. He will. I'm going to be honest, I thought he was already gone. <laughs> yeah, well, he took some time off for his wrists. He sh- the All of 2018, man. All of it. Uh, he played in things, he just didn't qualify or win any of them. Right. right? So basically so, took it off. He basically took it off, which is fair, I think. It is. I mean, okay, he played in Wardy TV Team League Season 7. Did end up winning that mm-hmm. uh, in March of 2018. So good job there. But otherwise, man, just was not around. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I hope his wrist stuff is getting better. I hope it's improving with the rest that he's giving him. But it'd be really sad to think that Bjorn is just finished. I mean... I don't think he's finished because he was still trying. He still like showed up for qualifiers and stuff. And I, yeah. I think no, I don't mean I don't mean quit. Maybe he's going to military service because I'll give him free surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're the Korean government, you should probably do this anyway. Like it's your national sport. Beyond is one of your elite players. It it bodes well for you. It does well for you as a country if you have a lot of incredible players from your country winning this esport as esports continue to increase in popularity the the problem with that argument is starcraft 2 is decreasing in popularity in korea is it oh yeah because the brood wars are still the brood war ghost is still alive brood, brood war is still there starcraft is still there but overwatch league of legends are more popular hmm. these days i didn't know that league of legends is more popular than starcraft in korea why do you think every Star, uh, StarCraft 2 pro that goes to League of Legends does it? It's because it's popular. Well, I figured it because it was easier and they could make money for doing less work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that probably plays a part in it, but lots of people play something other than... It, like, okay, I wouldn't say that I know like hard data that says League of Legends is more popular than StarCraft 2, but if innovation streams as much League of Legends, I think that's a good sign. And anyway, my point is, people play a lot of other games now. They do. And I did see the Korea team won the Overwatch Championship last year. So and the year before, and the year before that. Did they really? I thought it was just the one. No, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure Korea's won every Overwatch Championship as well. Overwatch needs their foreigner hero team. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> Cyril can swap over to Overwatch. <laughs> no. Could bring his Finnish team to take him down. No, definitely not. Stay with StarCraft, Cyril. We love you. Yeah. What other StarCraft news is there? Is that it? Is that the thing? No, the group stages have been announced for Season 1 of GSL. Oh, I need to pull that up. I got you a link. Thank you. You're so on top of things. Mm. This is why we have a podcast. Yep. (laughs) All right, let's look at this thing. (laughs) Group number A, Dark, Trust, Keen, and Deer. Mm -hmm. Dark. Sorry, everybody else, but that's dark. Okay, two players move on. Okay, so... Just dark. <laughs> I think Keen's got that. Dark uh, and Keen. number two? Yeah, fine. Dark and Keen. I'm down. But yep. it's dark. Yep. Uh, classic true, low zero. Trap. That's more interesting. That's a more mm-hmm. interesting group. I think it's a much more balanced group. Uh, that's what I mean by interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd say classic and true. How's True done in GSL over the last couple of years? I have no idea. That's the thing. I don't remember seeing his name on those round of fours and round of eights and round of sixteens. When was the last time Lozero was in the round of sixteen at GSL? 
That's an excellent point. I was thinking more Trap. Trap is a player that never sticks in my mind, so I can't, I don't remember him. <laughs> All right, well, I will take Classic and Trap, and you can take Classic and True, and we'll see who wins. All right, okay. Group C. Stats. Who? Why Man MC? Who like, is, is that? that MC? Uh, I, yeah, that's MC. <laughs> what? Why? MC? What's going on? Stats, MC, Cure, and Gumiar. Uh, I'm going to say Stats and Gumiar. <sighs> I mean, MC is getting back into the swing of things. He's not quite what he was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. But I have to imagine he's been training really hard over the last five or six months, right? I don't like think... His... I think he announced he was coming back like a month ago. Well, but he played in the uh, Africa world like... A month ago. Six... Was that only a month ago? Was that this year? Uh, I don't think so. Twitter. Where are you, Twitter? You know what? Forget it. It was recently. You're right. It hasn't been that long. Okay. I mean, here's the thing. It's clearly been long enough that he's qualifying for GSL. Yep. Yeah. So he's at that level, which is nice. I don't know. I might... This might just be like a nostalgia pick, but I'm going to go MC in stats. <laughs> stats and MC. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, group D. SOS. Parting. Uh, Bunny and Solo. That's brutal. That is a brutal group. Mm-hmm. Sure is. Man. I mean, Bunny is one of the Terrans that can take Serral to late game. Mm-hmm. To be fair, that's where Serral wants to be, so he's happy to go there with everyone. But, I mean, late, late game. Like, getting Serral past the 25-minute mark, I think, is an achievement. Yeah, you mean he can hold off Serral in the late game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go SOS and... Uh, not party. Solo. I'm going to go Bunny. I'm going to go Bunny and SOS. Okay. okay. I need to write this down. Let me pull up a thing. Maybe we can look on this later. Because sometimes we do this and we're like, oh, yeah, we made predictions and forget what we said. <laughs> yeah. 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 All That's right. True. So, group A to recap. We both uh, said Dark. Yeah. And I went with and Keen. Keen. Yeah. I think we both agreed. Okay. So, group B, yeah. you had Classic wow. True. Classic and True. And you had and True had and Trap. And... Oh, no, you had Classic nope. and Trap. Classic right. and Trap. Group C, we both had stats, and I had MC, and you had Gumio. Yeah, the Tal Terran. The what? The Tal Terran. The ta- ta- the Towel Terran? Why does he have a towel? Because his hands sweat a lot. <laughs> you, oh, gross. Have you okay. really never heard of Gumio as the Tal Terran? Nope, not once. No. Wow, okay. <laughs> you learned something today. <laughs> I did. That is the thing, and it's gross. Group D, we both had S-O-S, and you mm. had solar. Yeah, please spell S-O-S with dollar signs. Um, um, okay. Yep. And then I had bunny instead yep. of solar. Mm. All right, group E, uh, Maru, Ragnarok, Scarlet, and Hero. Okay, so Maru. <laughs> <laughs> Maru and Hero. It's my bet. And Hero. I do love Scarlet. Mm. And I do have that pet theory of mine that Zerg is slightly favored over mm-hmm. the other races right now, which true. you just can't wrap your head around. Wait, you said true. Do you agree with that now? I never disagreed. No, you said, I don't know how you can say that Terran is less favored than anything else. I was I, listening to it today. You clearly listened wrong. <laughs> Fine. We agree. I'm not going to argue with that. All right. So you have Maru and Hero. Mm-hmm. And do I want to mix this up with Scarlet? I mean, she's the only foreigner player. You have to take her. True's foreigner, kind of. <laughs> what 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 language is what his is name true? written in? <laughs> That's true. Haha, <laughs> true. Yeah, but true is a very special case. True that. Scarlet, I'm going Scarlet. Good man. F. Sue, creator, hurricane, and innovation. Oh, that is. <laughs> That is a disgusting group. <laughs> sure is. Oh, man. So we're both going Inno, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Innovation Sue. Sue obviously has to get to the finals and lose. So Traditionally it, correct. It, it would be very bad manner to not put your money on him. Okay, great. We're agreed there. Group G. Uh, group G. TY, Fantasy, Impact, and Lenoch. Mm, less. Um, less gross. Less hard. So we're going to go yeah. T.Y. T.Y. And uh, Lenoc? Lenoctopus? I'm trying to remember. I cast a best of five t- uh, TBT between Fantasy, and I want to say it was Hurricane with mm. Africa a couple weeks ago. How did Fantasy look? 
and I'm pretty sure Fantasy just took Hurricane out behind the back shed and beat him to death. Hmm. Okay. Like it was 3-0 and it wasn't close. You want to go Fantasy? Go Fantasy. Go on Fantasy. Go on Fantasy. All right. And the last group, Group H. Zest, Patience, group. Alive, and Rogue. Oh my gosh. These are not balanced well. Like, the difference between G and H is insane. <laughs> I know, right? How do they arrive at these groups? <laughs> I don't know. That's an interesting question. All right. So... <sighs> I really want to say alive, but I think Rogue but... and Zest. <laughs> but there's also Patience. Like... <laughs> I know, right? I... Okay. I'm going to look at Patience's recent showings in GSL real quick. Click, read, read, read. Um, 2000s. You know what? I don't see much GSL. No? I really don't. I see him trying to qualify and failing mostly, so never mind, Patience. Oh, it's unfortunate. Hmm. All right, so in that case, in that case, I will go... It's got to be Zest and Rogue. Yeah, Zest is best. He is. Mm-hmm. All right, so we basically all agree on the number one seeds making it through. Yes, yes. Which I think is fine. Mm -hmm. I believe it's called betting chalk, where you just count on all the number one seeds to go through. Fair enough. Someone here has some predictions that look pretty similar to ours, so they did put parting ahead of SOS. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's random Reddit person, so how much do we believe them? Not a lot. Yeah, yeah. About as much as we believe us. All right, so cool. So when this thing starts, uh, the, the second. Feb- February 2nd. So a couple days. It's probably already done. Probably already over. Yeah. It's coming up for us, though. Speaking to you from the past. Yes. That is how that works. <laughs> that is how that works. All right, cool. So a lot of interesting StarCraft stuff going on. There's AIs. There's GSL. There's Byun leaving. Mm-hmm. There's a list of players who are coming back from Korean military service. Uh, I don't believe so. How not, though? I don't know. Because there okay. aren't that many places leaving for military service. I know, but it'd be nice to be able to look at the list and say, all right, this person's been out for this long, and they're coming back now, and you can prepare for it, instead of just being like, surprise, Tasia's back, and everyone's like, wait, what? <laughs> That's how that was. Tasia's back, holy crap. Instead of being like, oh, yeah, we knew. We've been counting this down. Yeah, Tasia's be t- back didn't uh, qualify for GSL. Certainly did not. He played... Real well, I felt like at um, was it Home Story Cup? Um, I believe I so. Home Story Cup. He played real, real well. Hmm. Especially against Cyril, like to the point that I felt like he was going to qualify for GSL, but he totally didn't. Maybe. Um, Tasha was it even uh? What? I'm looking at the qualified players, not the qualified like people who tried. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay, he did try. Okay, that's good. How do you do? Can you see his results? Um, I can look for them. Tasia lost 2-0 to Hurricane. What? Okay, that was, in fairness, that was TVT. And TVT is in a weird spot right now. And then he lost to... Oh, no, he beat someone. It's only showing them as their career name. It's not giving them a chosen handle. Hmm. So I, I don't know who it is. Uh <laughs> He beat yeah. him in the loser's bracket uh, to get beaten by Hurricane again. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> and if Hurricane got wrecked by Fantasy, Hurricane I would double-check that real quick. Hurricane got beaten by Alive to get knocked into loser's bracket. Yeah, I think that makes sense. All right, so where are we? Fantasy, Bunny, group, nope, that's not group the right five. one. Yeah, but I'm looking at uh, past Africa Worlds, sorry. Oh, Africa Worlds, okay. Yeah. My bad. I can't even say it, Africa World. Freaker. I know, but you put the emphasis on the free, and I put it on the A or A. Right. Anyway. But that's because the, their ads are always like, are you free? Africa TV. Africa. That's a fair point. Yeah, that's rough. You're like, all right, that's cool. I lost my first round. We're good. We're good. Win some more matches. Get your confidence back. Match up against that player again, and then just lose again. It's like, oh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I was feeling so great about myself. Unfortunately, there aren't other country qualifying rounds you can just get into, like with WCS Winter. Mm. If you're out here, you're just out. Well, good. Any other StarCraft information to discuss today? Um, none that I can think of. Me neither. 
Mm. Been a good week, though. Really interesting stuff, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Somebody did actually post a thing earlier today on the StarCraft subreddit that StarCraft is the most watched VOD stuff on the YouTube channel mm -hmm. of all of the events at BlizzCon 2018. I did see that. I'll toss that yeah. in just in case. But yeah, apparently it out it outviews uh, World of Warcraft, Heroes of the Storm, Overwatch, Hearthstone, uh, Hearthstone. Yep. Yeah, it crushes all of them combined. Yeah. If you, if you were to tally up those numbers, it would be close. But the fact that Overwatch World Cup only gets a total of like. 614,000 views compared to a total for StarCraft 2, which is 1.2 million. Yeah, that's a big difference. It's a big difference. But somebody did point out that the Overwatch finals did get more viewers at its peak on Twitch. Mm -hmm. So it just maybe goes to speak of how maybe there's a large portion of StarCraft fans that still haven't migrated to Twitch and they just wait for the VODs to come out. I can um, tell you, as someone trying to get my viewers over on YouTube to go to Twitch, it is hard. Yeah, um, that's that's a, maybe. I also think, yeah. I mean, there's nothing I can really say. I was just gonna say, Overwatch maybe, because uh, it was raised more on Twitch than StarCraft. Like StarCraft was when it was getting big was on YouTube. Like that was the thing that was rising at the same time. Where Twitch is clearly more yeah, of a swing than YouTube. Yeah. 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 Yeah, people who fell in love with StarCraft found it on YouTube and didn't find it on Twitch because Twitch didn't exist. Or a lot yeah. of people are that way. Yep. Yeah, Overwatch League, way more views on Twitch. Like four mm. times as many compared to the views on StarCraft's channel. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, that explains it a lot, uh, a lot for sure. Overwatch is Twitch generation and StarCraft is YouTube generation. Just how it is. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So, but it's so, nice. It's nice to see some good numbers for StarCraft somewhere. <laughs> StarCraft's got lots of good numbers. Okay. Yeah, it does. Not dead game. Really? I, you know, I never would have guessed. No, of course not. Nope. I believe that's the meme. Is not dead game. <laughs> is that the new meme? Mm-hmm. I, I think that is slightly <laughs> more preferable than the dead game meme. <laughs> Probably. I'll take it. I'll take it. It is an improvement. So, Adventures in Dadding. My kids really, really wanted to go see this new film, uh, The Boy Who Would Be King. Okay. That's what it's called. That's, that's Have you seen anything about this? I've seen the trailer. They really wanted to see it. Like, both my boys and my girl. And I was like, well, all right. That's cool. You guys rarely agree on what you want to see anymore together. So, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. Usually, the boys are, like, way into something like the Spider-Man movie. And then she's like, no. And she wants to go see something that they're like, no, that's gross. That's a girl movie, yada, yada, yada. But they were all into it. So, we went to see it. And it was pretty good. It was not amazing. Although, all three of my kids swore it's the best movie they've ever seen. All three of them say this, which is amazing. Uh, kids are silly. They are. But, I mean, I, we take them to movies a lot. Like, they like going to see movies. It's good family time. We like talking about it afterwards. And they've never said this before. So it, I don't know, it's holding some weight. I don't mean to say it's a great movie. I'm just to them, it was amazing, and I think that means something. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So bottom line, it's set in modern times, and this like 12 year old boy pulls Excalibur out of a giant hewn stone in the middle of a construction park after dark, and it's Excalibur, and he's now the rightful king of England of Camelot. Well, actually, what it really means is you're now in charge of defending the entire country from a huge army of scary, on-fire skeleton horse riders and an evil witch Morgana from medieval times. So hmm. have fun with that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that's your basic thing is uh, Merlin shows up with the sword. He shows up around the same time because he needs to teach the new king how to be king. That's his role. He's aged backwards very slowly since medieval times, so he shows up as a 16-year-old dude. Okay. But he can sometimes make himself look like what he used to like back in olden times, and it's Patrick Stewart, which is kind of fun. No, oh, fair enough. But most of the time, it's not Patrick Stewart, which is less fun. Fair enough. So, yep. So Merlin's like, oh no, I was supposed to come here four years before the next total eclipse, because that's when the evil is going to attack, and I thought I'd have four years to prepare you to be king, but instead I have four days, so... uh Here's some basic sword fighting stuff, and you figure it out. 
is really problematic logically that way. Mm -hmm. So anyway, bottom line, it all culminates in a giant battle of the forces of evil. Again, giant, huge skeleton riders on a, a flaming fire, flaming attacking fire. the school that the boy goes to. He's knighted all of the other kids at the school, and they're fighting for their lives against these demon monsters. Who, because it's a PG movie, none of them die, and they succeed and vanquish and win the day, etc., etc. But man, the whole time, I was like, there is no way none of these kids are dead. Or at all seriously injured. It's not possible, but the kids didn't notice, so it, I guess it doesn't matter. Right, the kids would notice, yeah. Correct. Yeah, that would be my only thought as I'm watching the movie. It's like one skeletal rider comes up and just starts murdering all the kids. And like he impales the first one with like a spear and then cuts him from like his neck right down to between his legs. And the kid just like falls in half, blood spilling everywhere, guts everywhere. And then all the other kids drop their swords and run, and then it's they just, just like, it's a blood It's a slasher film after that for me. Yeah, and the MP, yeah. like the MPAA, the group that sets ratings for America, is like, how, what, up to the, this point, this movie was PG, what are you doing? They <laughs> <laughs> have to give it a hard R now. <laughs> yeah, they, they do a reverse Deadpool Christmas movie where they intentionally <laughs> R it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't want them to do this now. Like, I don't know. I'm okay with the kids winning because, like, the zombie riders are brainless. They don't have any intelligence to them. And they've got some time to prepare. And they, like, run them over with cars and stuff because it's a high school. So I'm okay with the kids winning overall. But, yeah, I really needed... I really would like to see some of the kids just get decapitated and then see mm. how that is handled by the rest of them. Because generally, they were really brave. Like... For kids who just found out this was happening and, like, signed up for the thing not knowing was going on and really only signed up because their brainwashed principal told them they can do this instead of having lessons that day. <laughs> uh, when the skeleton riders showed up, like, nobody ran at all. It's kind of impressive. <laughs> These are some really hardy kids. Yeah, those extras really wanted their paycheck. <laughs> they sure did. They gave their all. So, again... <sighs> I always figured pulling the sword out of the stone means you're the rightful king of Britain. But apparently what this means is you just need to deal with the forces of evil for four or five days. Be terrified out of your wit's end. Be brave. And then you give the sword back and go back to your normal life. And maybe we'll need you later. Peace. Huh. Okay. It sucks. I, Spoiler alert, by the way. I think the maybe we'll need you later is if this movie does well, there'll be a sequel. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. And that's what my okay. boy said. I hope there's a second one because they totally set it up for that. Okay. Yep. But I was uh, expecting, I don't know, like, he does that, he triumphs, and somehow he really does become, like, leader of the people, and nope, none of that happens at all. It's more, it's like, it's Queen very Elizabeth kind comes of, down and abdicates her throne. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, something like that. It was just she, uh, not she, but it kind of does this whole preachy thing at the end, where Merlin's like, well, you know. They're like, we didn't fix the world. People are still mean and there's still evil around. And he's like, well, you guys are going to have to face more battles in the future and probably not with swords. It's like, go change the world, kids. Have good ideas and be good. Uh, be good okay. to each other. Peace. Right. Bye. Like, be excellent, oh. dude. <laughs> yeah, it's really what it was. I really needed Bill and Ted to show up. If Bill and Ted showed up, I would absolutely <laughs> go and see that movie right now. <laughs> <laughs> show up in the last 10 seconds excellent to each other dudes and they just disappear hmm. that's really what it was so it was it was fine i i still have issues with these kids learning how to sword fight in two days but again it's not like they're fighting against other trained humans these are unthinking zombie constructs i, I, I don't think, know i guess they did okay. well enough with it the, the zombie constructs are they a taller than the children oh goodness yes they're always on horses too so they're always yeah. very tall it doesn't matter how brain dead you are. If you have a height advantage over a child with a weapon, like, you're always going to win. True fact. Yeah. I mean, not that they really ever stood there and sword fought them straight up. Although there was some of that in the final battle. Like, there were some skeletons off their horses and kids fighting them with their swords. And, I mean... I think the moral of this story is what makes for a good children's movie does not make for a thematically consistent movie. It generally does not. That is no. correct. No. Hmm. Speaking of which, I showed my kids Richie Rich the other day, too. You ever seen oh that my movie? God. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin. Good times. Yep. He liked that one, too. But not as much as The Boy Who Would Be King. I'll tell you that much. Mm. Uh, I disapprove. Yeah. So it was fine. I mean, I, I wouldn't go see it, obviously, by myself. But if you've got kids, like my six-year-old loved it, my ten-year-old loved it. It seems to be seems to hit the spot there. Hmm. For that general age group. I'm not sure if you get much older, it still is good. But maybe you can do some experimentation and let us know. Mm. 
Mm. Fair enough. Righto. That was my weekend. Excellent. I worked mine. H- how was that? Uh, <laughs> hot, busy Australia day. Oh, man. Working in a bakery in the peak of summer on Australia day when you're understaffed. It's not sound like a good time. No, it was terrible. It was terrible. Oh, at least like your paychecks, cash and everything. The money comes through. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That counts yeah. for something. Yeah, I got paid for my work. Yay. Yeah. Well, I just, I don't know. I've heard stories of people that stick around in companies, even though the paychecks don't come through and the bosses are like, oh, yeah, we uh we had a cash flow problem and you'll be fine next week. And I'm always like, no, that's when you leave. <laughs> that's it. You don't stick um, around after that. We we all have, we like, we did have that problem like a couple times. What? But, but it was, it, it, it. It was weird because it was like some people got paid, some people didn't, and some people got paid the wrong amount. So it never really felt like a, oh, the company's going under. As also it also happens that we work for like a giant company that has 7,000 different revenue streams, so we know they have the money. Right. I was going to say, it's harder for a huge company to just fail to do that. Yeah, more of a yeah. smaller company the, problem. The company that I work for has more slot machines than the top five casinos in Las Vegas combined, right, in Whoa. Australia. So it's like, yeah, are... they've probably got some money lying around. Until people stop gambling. Yeah, which... yeah. <laughs> that is a good revenue stream. I always figured if I worked in gambling, I'd feel bad. I mean, I don't work in gambling, so what do you want right. me to so say? Right, so you can't say, but I don't know. You've ever thought about it? Like, you ever thought about, like, if you worked in that industry, would you feel gross at all about working at a thing that generally just exists to remove people from their money and trick them right yeah okay so uh, the answer is i probably would um when i was in high school i would intentionally beat uh younger students with less good like Yu-Gi-Oh card decks for money in like bet games right like i i, I know this kid has got a terrible deck i'll let me just smash him and i get money which is, is essentially gambling and essentially doing it awfully because i'm taking money from the little kids but hmm. Like that's like a one-on-one thing. I think if I was to do it on like a massive scale that would ruin people's lives, yeah, I'd probably yeah. feel bad. If I if okay. I take this kid's lunch money, and then but we both have a good time playing cards. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's trickier because you're right. It is kind of tricking him. Like he thinks he has a chance to win, but he does not. He does not. Yeah. I mean, he <laughs> still gets a good time out of it, and I get to go buy milk. <laughs> I get to go have strawberry milk for lunch. It's, it's great. Everyone wins. That is a major upgrade over regular milk. So in that case, I'm totally on board with it. Well, uh, to, to be fair, it wasn't like I did this to this, like the same five kids over and over every day, right? Like It's very different from actual gambling. With, yeah. Like well, slot machines. It's People hard who to sat do that because they catch on. You can't do it every single day. Like, oh, yeah. We talked about this with my boy, right? Where he is so proud of himself being able to strike really good deals with other kids in his class, like trades. Like I'll trade you this Pokemon card for that stuffed animal or whatever, <laughs> but then nobody will trade with him anymore. And I was like, that usually means you're not as good at this as you think, as you, you, think are. you are. Yeah. 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 Usually means people feel like they're getting ripped off and they're not going to trade with you anymore. In which case you've kind of killed the golden goose, you know? So same story. Young Somicron could not have done it every day because the kids would stop doing it. Mm hmm. That and they eventually banned us from playing cards. Ah, oh, so, brutal. Yeah, Teachers, honestly, I, th- I think people actually got into fights over it. Like, not, <laughs> yeah. not me or any of my group, but some of the kids were just like, "Oh, he cheated in the game," and then they get in fights. So they get thrown out of the library, and then once they were thrown out of the library, they still wanted to play, and yep. so they started taking up bench space because you needed to be able to put five cards down across. Right. And then they're like, "Uh, no, people need to sit there." So. And just stop yeah. letting keep people play cards. Anything that makes kids fight more and makes teachers do more work is going to get banned. Yeah, true facts. True facts. So I follow, I started following Aussie Man on Facebook. Okay. Because he does some pretty funny stuff out there. And he posted a link to something he didn't do. I can't, I'm trying to find it, but I can't. But basically, it uh, this English guy comes back from holiday or when he went to Australia. And he has a horrible Australian accent that he's trying <laughs> to do Australian accent. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to it, and I'm like, it's me! That's me! What am I trying to do an Australian accent? It was so bad. It was very eye-opening. <laughs> you just now realize... You realize every time you try and do an Australian accent, it's pretty much always recorded. You could listen to it at any time that you wanted to. I choose not to. 
Okay. I think now subconsciously you know you I said. know. Correct. But, but now I know for a fact. It was, it, yeah, it was gross. It <laughs> do, was, you give it, do you want to give it a try? Nope. See, and I think I was watching the whole thing. I need, I need to find it, but I can't. And basically what it seemed like was the broader you go with it, the worse it is. Right? If you're trying to do like a really big Aussie accent, it's just horrible and it can't be done well. It's mm-hmm. more subtle than people think. Is that okay. fair to say? Sure, yeah. So I'll do some practicing. I'll practice yeah. my subtle Australian accent and we'll do some testing later. Probably not next week, but maybe <laughs> the week after that. <laughs> no, no, we should absolutely force our guests to make Australian accents. That'd be so much fun. I bet they'll appreciate that. That's just like a running gag. You appear on the podcast, got to try an Australian accent, and we'll make fun of you. Yeah. It's our hazing. Healthy fun. Hazing yep. is always healthy. <laughs> um, from what I've seen of hazing in TV and movies, I'm going to say no. No, always bad. Yeah, I think you're right. I always just oh, I always just remember uh, Roald Dahl, who wrote The BFG and Matilda and... Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and James and the Giant Peach. He wrote a book that's autobiographical about his life growing up. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you take away from it is that he had a lot of really terrible adults in his life, which is why all of the kids in his books have terrible adults in their lives, because you write what you know. Mm -hmm. The other thing was, like, English boys' boarding school is horrendous. Mm -hmm. Like, they would just, the new kids that came in, they just straight up beat them with canes, just like every day. Mm-hmm. And yep. apparently you could choose either to take like one or two strikes with like just your bare ass or like seven to ten strikes with your robe on. Okay. And apparently Roald Dahl had this really thick like camel hide, really high quality robe. And he'd always just take it with that because it wasn't a big deal. And nobody ever figured it out. Right. Okay. And I was just like, that's insane. They just beat each other with a cane. Because, again, not that the adults in your life weren't doing that already. We have to do it to each other now. God, people are bad. Mm, yep, people are old. It, I mean, in fairness, that was when he was a boy. And he's dead now. And he was an old man. So it was a long time ago. Yeah. I don't know if they still do that anymore. If you're in nah, English boarding nah. school and uh, there is hazing, like, let us know. Hit me up at falconpaladin at gmail.com or tweet at us. Yeah. Because I'd I really think- like to know if this is still going on. I don't think it's happening anymore. I think it happened during a time when they thought they could literally beat information into you. If they hit you, you would learn. I think that yes. was the idea. Yeah, it was a very yeah. particular it, like period of time in human history where teachers thought they could just smack students into learning. Mm. Turns yeah. out, not so much. Turns out, no. Like the American <laughs> West has a lot of that. Like a lot of like frontier schools when the town has you know a church and a school and literally that's it and the teachers mm. just straight up have license to beat the kids yep and everybody's just like yeah that's how it is and the kids are like yep it sucks but eh, what do you do you're a kid <laughs> you don't have any rights <laughs> no so sad such a sad thing i've one one last thing i want to talk about do you enjoy doing quizzes i mean Spe- specifically buzzfeed quizzes oh boy no <laughs> no i didn't think so um, that's because BuzzFeed is also laying off like 30% of its workers at the moment. Yeah. And in, in stages. Yeah. And nobody knows if they're going to get laid off. It's so yeah. bad. Yeah. It's, it's pretty bad, which is why someone <laughs> made a, do you still have a job at BuzzFeed quiz? <laughs> <laughs> that's appropriate. <laughs> yeah. They're mad. The, but like people, I mean, in this industry really have big voices on twitter and they are upset because mm-hmm. again yeah. if you're in the journalism industry twitter is kind of your jam mm-hmm. uh so yeah they're out there being like screw you guys upper management if you're new layoffs like let us know in advance we know if we're looking for a new job don't let us think we're safe and then oh just kidding stage three you're laid off bye that right. sucks uh so each of these questions has like two or three proper responses and then something that's just it, it questions whether or not this actually happened but it's buzzfeed feed so maybe so the first question how many years oh. have you worked at buzzfeed less than two two to three three to four or i remember when our holiday bonus was a drawing of a cat and the ceo presented it uh, as an investment no that's too far out there i've heard some bad stories about holiday bonuses but that doesn't make any sense okay well, uh, let's let's say you've worked at BuzzFeed for two to three years. Okay, okay. let's find out if you're getting fired from BuzzFeed. What's your mm. department? Editorial, business, technology, or for the last two years, I've done nothing but write personality quizzes. My boss assures me that I could try other things within the department, but she was just laid off. <laughs> 
I would say that's really cruel to make somebody do nothing but write personality quizzes for two years. But then I remembered online journalism industry. Mm -hmm. So that seems more realistic to me. Yeah, it's pretty possible. Are you a manager? No. Yes. Yes. But that's because it was the only way for me to advance here. (laughs) Then there wasn't much training. And now I fear I'm doing a poor job. But also I can't revert to being a writer because they say that I'm needing. It's It's so confusing. That's a true thing. We talked about the Peter Principle before. Nope. So the Peter Principle is very basic. It just means that a company will promote somebody as they excel at their job until they reach the point where they suck at their job and then leave them there. Oh, okay. So like in my industry, uh, there's a lot of programmers and the ones who are really good at programming, like if you want to promote them, all you can do is put them in management. And hey, it turns out a lot of the skills you need in coding are not the same skills you need (laughs) to be a manager. And so they suck at it, but like it's embarrassing to demote them. So they just stay. It's bad. Mm. Peter principle sucks. Fair basically. Uh, so let's go. Uh, that's because that's the only way for me to advance here. Yep. What's your favorite BuzzFeed memory? Seeing Grumpy Cat or the lols? <laughs> Meeting Cole Sprouse from Riverdale? Or the Try Guys spent eight hours trying to pop a weather balloon right next to my desk. It was for Facebook Live. The noise was very distracting. I missed the deadline and my boss called me incompetent via Slack. <laughs> I kind of want Slack. I hear good stories happen in Slack. We don't have Slack. We just have Microsoft Teams. Boo. Boo. Uh, let's, let's go with that one then. <laughs> How? Okay. My thing is eight hours trying to pop a weather balloon i understand weather balloons are tough and they're built to withstand poppage but come on that's too long maybe they weren't trying hard enough fair are you proud to say you work for buzzfeed of course not really when i tell people at parties i work at buzzfeed their faces light up they have so many questions i feel so special what will i become when this part of my identity is stripped away that one's just straight sarcasm yeah that has to be hopefully what are we choosing uh i think we're going with not really all right remember all that free chiboni i don't know what chiboni is i'm not cool enough googling googling chiboni <laughs> uh, oh it's greek uh, yogurt oh, ch- okay okay yep. it's not spelled right Come on, BuzzFeed. Yeah, they put an I where there should be an O. There is a Chiboni that is a Georgian folk musical instrument. <laughs> I yeah. One of the um, things is, that was blueberry. Yum. Yeah, uh, probably, such probably a good not perk. an instrument. Yes. Or, once I was so burnt out that I sobbed in my HR representative's office. She hugged me and said everything would be okay. We were going to work out a plan, but then she stopped responding to my emails. <laughs> Ouch. The HR representative is on your side. Who is? Nobody. Nobody. Actually, they're on the company's side. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Wasn't our holiday party lit? (laughs) AF. uh, Loved it. I got so drunk. Or did you know that when you were spending that money on appetizers and an open bar, did you know that you were paying for celebration at the expense of people's livelihoods? Well, that's preachy. Uh, it, it is, a little. It is. And the amount of money they spent on appetizers on an open bar is not enough to pay for the salary for one of their people for a whole year. So, meh. But it could have been their holiday bonuses or, uh, let's say, the people that get fired, it's not there. Like they, they, could, like, they could save money not paying someone's insurance if they fire them and then have money for a bar. Yeah, fair. Uh, so I'm going to say I loved it. Now... Yeah, I was I like AF, but loved it's fine too. Oh, AF, okay, cool. I mean, I guess it fits the meme lit AF. Yeah, yeah. You bring a dog to the office. Does that help? Yes. Cats, please. I'm allergic. Pay for my unused PTO. <laughs> that was a big Twitter thread that I saw the other day. People were upset about their like you can bring whatever dog you want to the office. Some people are like, I hate dogs. I'm allergic. Why do mm-hmm. we allow this? It's really distracting and horrible. My office actually has a fairly open to dogs policy and I don't know, it's fine. It means every once in a while somebody brings their dog around and they go through my garbage looking for food. <laughs> so, hmm. So yes, cats, please. I'm allergic or would you rather pay for your unused PTO? I'd rather get paid for unused PTO because right now it just doesn't roll over at all for us. Use it or lose it. Oh, okay. Where do you see yourself in six months? Working for another media company, finishing my book, going back to grad school, or I'd like to negotiate more health insurance. I've just started reading about Cobra and it's so expensive. Please, I was a freelancer for years and the health insurance was so bad. (laughs) It's so sad, but there are reasons I didn't get into the writing industry. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, I was there and then I left for reasons. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Brutal. Let's go health insurance. Health insurance. 
And finally, pick a color. Red, blue, green, or unionize your media company. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a good time. Good old unionize fixes everything. It's a magic wand, don't you know? Mm. Uh, blue. Uh, you got, you're being laid off. Ah, bummer. Did you take it? Yeah, I did. Uh, I got laid off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bummer. Man, we're looking for jobs together, I guess. I have a feeling all the answers result in you're getting laid off. <laughs> I bet you're right. It, it's Poor pretty funny. Too. That this writer did this, it's... I don't know how BuzzFeed likes it having it being on their website. Yeah, I'm very confused about that. Like, you'd think somebody in management would have to approve this, Mm. but maybe not. Maybe things are just so crazy there, it doesn't matter. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the other thing is, BuzzFeed does actually employ people who have done Pulitzer Prize winning work for them. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's this weird thing where BuzzFeed is kind of a serious investigative organization and also does stupid... Mimi stuff and personality quizzes. Yeah, I think they like their business model is do the Mimi personality quizzes and clickbait so that we can afford to do every once in a while like the proper investigating journalism. Win some Pulitzers because those are easy to come by. Yeah, I mean, everyone's got one of those though. Yeah. I've got like six it's just, propping up my It's couch. just weird. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before in the industry where it's either you're silly and you go to the lowest common denominator, right? Like you just go Mm. for the low hanging fruit and lowbrow humor and, or you're like, I don't know, uh, tabloidy, right? Yeah. Or you go for Pulitzer Prize winning stuff. I've never seen a company do both. It's amazing. And the fact that they're laying people off maybe, maybe means they're not that great at it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Poor, anyway. poor BuzzFeeds. Is it uh, time for a sports ball minute? It sure is time for a sports ball minute. Damn, sports I was hoping you would say nothing happened. Um, no, it's the Super Bowl. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, uh, <coughs> three, it? two, hmm. one. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Patriots versus the Rams on the 3rd of February, 2019 at 4.30 p.m. My local time, which tells you where I am. Anyway, it's going to be Old Man Brady versus Young Man Goff. I kind of feel like the Patriots have the edge here. They were looking very good in the early season, but in the playoffs, they have been unstoppable. The Rams have looked pretty darn shaky at points, but Sean McVay apparently is an offensive genius, but he's very young as well. It's basically going to be Belichick versus McVay, Tom Brady versus Jared Goff, and experience in the Super Bowl really, really counts for a lot, so my pick is going to be the Patriots, but... I don't expect him to get back next year. I kind of feel like the dynasty is over. Tom Brady is 41. He looked very old. And basically, he's used the season just you know, just to get through it, not to get injured, and just get reps. And then in the playoffs, he turned it on. But I don't know if he can do that anymore. But yeah, my pick is the Patriots over the Rams. And I'm trying to find a line on this. Stop. Super Bowl line. No, real quick. We got we to do no, this. With no, no. You, you stop. You, the, ti- no. the time's up. Time's up. But the- I mean, I, I'm going to la, 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 la. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Damn, Fine, I can't no. get my fingers in my ears over the headphones. Ah, ha, ha. You have to listen to me no matter what. So Super Bowl. And then football is done. And then it's NBA. And then it's summertime where there aren't any sports. That's the cycle. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, so that's going to be it from us. Remember to go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating, and we will read your review on the air. Also, send us ladder stories. Oh, crap, ladder stories. <laughs> Fatty's ladder stories. Get Fatty's ladder story. Did he put it in the Discord? I don't know. He said he sent them to you. I think you an email. My email is so big and crowded, you, though. You you told him you had, had them. You don't want to lie to him. Ladder story. There it is. I found it. Excellent. So this is Fatty from Fatty TV, a wonderful human being with a very strange... Strange life. It was his birthday recently. You should tell him happy birthday. All right. He says he has two stories. First, I was playing a PvP back when I was gold. After mutual attacks and base trades, we were both down to our last few bases and buildings, but I had just won a large engagement and still had a sizable Skytoss army, whereas my opponent had almost no units left. I began rampaging through the map, taking out my opponent's bases. I heard the, your base is under attack notification and quickly heard the swipes of Dark Templar warp blades. I searched for an observer on the map and I realized I didn't have any left. I went to make one at my robo facility, but it was unpowered. I tried to make cannons at my remaining base, but the forges had been destroyed. I settled for a base race. I took out his last nexus and began taking out his last remaining buildings around the map. All the while, his DTs took out mine. I came to his final assimilator, and in the final moments of the game, I destroyed it. I won! But 
The you were defeated message appeared on my screen. I looked back over the replay and we had both destroyed the other's buildings within a second of each other. He had barely inched ahead and he won the game. Brutal. Always have detection, it turns out. Yep. That's, if you're in a yeah, base race, make sure you have detection. Yep. Playing against Zerg, maybe not as much of a concern. Second story, I'm learning to play Zerg, and I'm currently gold in there. I was playing a ZVP where the opponent turtled and eventually maxed out on carriers, Tempest, and a mothership. However, he had left me alone with more money than I could spend, so I decided to make hatcheries. I ended up with ten hatcheries, nine hatcheries, and one hive. His Skytoss army destroyed my ground army of lings, hydras, roaches, and queens. Pro tip for boys and girls out there, if you're dealing with a Skytoss army, a ling, hydra, roach, queen army is not going to work. Uh, he proceeded remind me do uh, roaches shoot up they do not what about lakes they they shoot up right they're really good but they don't shoot up do they shoot at all oh no they're melee yeah yeah that'd be cool if you can upgrade where they could jump up and like chew on stuff for a little bit before falling down again that's why you need queens to throw them oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) you can throw zerglings onto a carrier and then you start tearing apart the hole from the outside <laughs> holy crap i need a cinematic of this so bad yeah. nice username hurry up anyway he proceeded to attack my bases and destroy them near instantly but because i had so many bases and workers i was able to queue another maxed army of corruptors hey he learned hmm. as soon as they emerged they seemingly instantly took out the sky toss army and he left with no gg and a G-G. lesson was learned that day. Here's what I don't get. He mains Protoss. Uh-huh. He never went Sky Toss against Zerg and was like, hmm, what defeats this? <laughs> don't know. Apparently not. Apparently not. <laughs> I don't know. It's stressful playing StarCraft, and it's stressful especially playing a new race. It is, so, yeah. You make a lot of bad decisions. Yeah, when that's you cool. switch race switching, yeah. He learned. So good job, fatty. Lose, lose one, win one. Stressful situations both, but that's what StarCraft is sometimes, is just stress. Cool. Cool beans. All right, so is that it from us? That's it from us. All right, remember to go to iTunes, leave us a review, we'll read it on the air. Check us out next week, we're going to have a special guest. Check us out in the show notes, we should have some merch links out there, and also you can consider supporting us on Patreon. Mm -hmm. And until next time, as always, thanks for hanging out with us today, and you take care of yourself.